This Christmas season looks so different from any other Christmas before. We've had to completely rediscover how to do what we have always done. Sure, there is still shopping, but we do it with the click of a button and not visiting a store. Sure, there are Christmas carols, but not everything is full of joy and peace like the songs say. Sure, there are family gatherings, but a dinner over Zoom is not quite the same as gathering around a table. Rediscovering what Christmas was always meant to be in a season like this can be hard work, but it must be done. So this year, let's allow ourselves to rediscover Christmas. Rediscover the hope God gave us that will help us carry on. Rediscover the peace He gave us that passes all understanding. Rediscover a deep joy that lifts our heavy hearts and rediscover the love that is unlike any other. So as we spend time with our families, we find hope for a brighter tomorrow. As we search for that perfect gift, may we remember that it has already been given to us in the peace of Christ. As we gather with other believers at church, whether in person or online, embrace the joy that comes from being a part of something bigger than yourself. And as we are rediscovering what Christmas is all about, may we be marked by the way we love one another. This Christmas may be unlike any other, but it will be one we will never forget. Hi, and welcome back to Seeking Hope in Christ Ministries podcast. And I am Jamie, and our goal here at the ministry is to disciple to the lost or unbeliever and to teach the simplicity of the gospel. We hope to encourage and refresh the Christian believers. We watch and we wait for the imminent return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We occupy and redeem the time until our day of redemption, and that day is drawing near. Joy is a trait we're exploring today on this third Sunday of Advent. And if you've been journeying us with, with us through the past few weeks towards Christmas, you know that we have been celebrating Advent. As a quick recap, the word Advent means coming or arrival, and the season is marked by expectation, waiting, anticipation, and longing. Advent is not just an extension of Christmas. It is a season that links the past, present, and the future. Man, do you hear that? The past, present, and future. Where have we heard that before? Probably in the salvation of Jesus Christ. That he forgives us of our sins, past, present, and future. Wow. Advent offers us the opportunity to share in the ancient longing for the coming of the Messiah, to celebrate his birth, and to be alert for his second coming. Advent looks back in celebration at the hope fulfilled in Jesus Christ's coming while at the same time looking forward in hopeful and eager anticipation to the coming of Christ's kingdom when he returns for his people. And during Advent, we wait for both. It's an active, assured, and hopeful waiting. And each week, we will be focusing on different attributes of, God's represented, of God represented in the coming of Jesus. Hope, peace, joy, and love. And through these traits, we are learning how we can dis rediscover Christmas despite the challenges, hardships, pains, difficulties we might be experiencing. Because Christ has come to be God with us, we can experience joy no matter what discouragements that we may be going through. Our scripture reading this week is from Psalm 13, and this is the Eng English Standard Version. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord. 
my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But have trusted in your steadfast love, my heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully for me. Ladies and gentlemen, this scripture speaks of us today. This is why the book is the living word, is because it can speak to us in any generation that we're in. Um, when you find yourself in an all-encompassing crisis like this psalmist is in, it will eventually have theological and psychological and sociological uh, dimensions that will wreak havoc in your life. And this is why I think this series is appropriate for this season because we are in such turmoil and crisis, not just in our personal lives, but we have to deal with governmental crisis and the, and the world in crisis. And, and um, these are burdens we don't um, feel like we have a choice but to bear when the truth is we cast all of our cares and our fears and our burdens onto Christ. His yoke is light. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me a point of privilege just for a moment. I have uh, been um, counseling, if you will, via text to um, my daughter, and uh, she is going through a lot, as you all well know, um, and um, some life crises and, and just, you know, worldly things taking control, um, but um, the Holy Spirit put on me in the last line of my text um, about hope and and peace and joy and love and, and happiness those are all just not just feelings they're choices you choose your happiness and you choose your hope and you choose joy and you choose love and the only way to receive these gifts is to receive the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ and 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 our anticipation of his coming we know about the birth of Jesus Christ but we also anticipate his coming a second time and we we want these things these feelings that we have we want them and we choose not just choose that's poor poor wording we um we, we need, if we want these things in our lives and these feelings to work out for the common good of our self-worth and, 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 and psychological and mental things, um, it's only through Christ. You, it's not real hope and it's not real peace. It's not real joy and it's not real love or happiness if you don't have the gift of the Holy Spirit in your heart who will guide you through these situations. And I believe that's what the psalmist is telling us here in Psalm 13, is that you're going to have these crises in your life, but because you have the gift, the gift of faith that God will come through for you, that God has never forsaken you before, which we find out in the latter halves of, of, this, of this psalm, is that um, we see... Um, 
but I have trusted your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. See, the psalmist here, David, understands that although he's going through these things and he is wondering how long he's going to have to go through these things, the end result is he knows God is going to take care of it. And, you know, he, he's a little dysfunctional at the beginning, and we all are. I mean, he chose to worry when he and those when those burdens should have been left on the shoulders of God. So when we choose to be happy, they're just not feelings. We choose again hope and peace, joy and love. But you only get that through one choice, and that's you choose to allow the Holy Spirit to be unlocked in your heart that gift that has been planted there, all you have to do is believe and have faith, and then those choices make those feelings worth it. It's truly okay to cry out to God in concern, not necessarily in anger, but definitely in concern. And you say, well, it's a little sacrilegious to be screaming out to God. Well, you could be right, but I leave you with this on that. Even Jesus on the cross would cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yet this same Jesus, who knew the agony of the cross, knew also the glory of the resurrection. Okay, I feel like um, right now somebody truly, truly listening to this needs to hear this. The psalm I just read teaches us that we can overcome personal crises in our lives by crying out to God, calling out to God, and trusting God to take care of our crisis. The crisis that you are facing now is that even though God created you and loves you, you have done things to other people that violates His word, which leaves you guilty of death and eternal separation from Him. But God loves you so much that he wants to save you which is why he sent jesus to be born in a lowly manger so that he can have an eternal relationship with you and how do you get this how do you get this relationship it's called metanoia it's called repentance turn away from your ways now and have faith and believe that Jesus, the coming baby in the manger, and the second coming soon, is the one that died on the cross, rose in three days to take care of your past, present, and future sins. There is where the truth lies. It lives in Christ, lives in Christ and Christ in you through the Holy Spirit. I want you to know... It truly is okay to be joyful and happy even in the times that you're in. This great joy in the Christmas season, and it's good to embrace and celebrate the joy. It is certainly hard to find the right balance in our lives to savor and experience that joy. But those of you who find yourselves driven by obligation and busyness and guilt in this season, it's okay to stop and say no and pause 
and embrace a part of the season that brings you personal happiness. And those of you who find Christmas to be painful, difficult season, to those of you who are hurting or grieving personally or feeling discouraged by this tumultuous last year we've been going through, and to those of you who are happy to reveal in the season, it's okay to feel the embrace of joy. God sees you no matter where you are on the emotional spectrum of happiness. My point here is that our longing for happiness and joy is a natural desire that God has placed within us as a reflection of his own joyful nature. So whether it be joy or whether it be happiness or whatever term we want to call it, the most important part is our source of the joy and happiness. And not only is it okay to have joy or happiness, joy is our strength. There's a great example of this principle in the story of Nehemiah. You remember Nehemiah was the Old Testament leader who got permission from King Architestra to return from exile in Babylon and rebuild Jerusalem, starting with its walls. And the process was more than just return to the physical city. It was a spiritual reawakening for the people. In chapter 8 of the book of Nehemiah, he brings all the people together and they bring out the law of Moses and read it. Nehemiah is calling the people to remember and return to their relationships with God. And he, is, he does this, the, as he does this, the people are weeping. Maybe there are some tears of joy from some of the people who remember God's words from years past, but most of them weep from sadness as they recognize their guilt and drifting from God. So here's the beauty in the midst of this scene. The Bible tells us, Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those that have nothing prepared. This day is holy to your Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Celebrate, enjoy it, Nehemiah says. You ask why? Because this, time, this is a time for happiness that God has brought us back and is restoring our city and our hearts. And because our source of the strength is the very joy of the Lord, it's what fuels us and sustains us. Our true source of happiness, joy, and fulfillment comes from Christ. Christmas is a season of joy because the Messiah has brought joy into the world and provided us the way of ultimate fulfillment in life. Peter describes this joy, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of souls. Wow inexpressible and glorious joy that's some pretty deep stuff the kind that finds its source even deeper than our pain and sorrow and the problems that can bury us it's a deep well that we draw upon no matter what we are facing now i'm not really suggesting that this is a don't worry be happy put on plastic smile and be fake kind of joy this joy is a rushing fountain erupting from our spirits. And sometimes it's a slow but bubbly surface. And wherever you find yourself today, 
let me encourage you that the joy of the Lord can be felt no matter what we are facing. And that leads us to our final point. We can choose joy, which is really reverting back to what I said earlier. There are a lot of uses for the word rejoice in the Bible. It's not a word that we use very often in our culture, but maybe we should. Rejoice is the verb form of joy. It's the action of feeling or expressing joy and delight. And if we look at it a little more closely at the word, you'll notice that it begins with the prefix re. Think back to grammar class or just another English word that starts with re. And you'll remember that this prefix means once more, or again, or return to. So to rejoice is to return to joy. It's a choice and an action we can take to return to joy. I'd like to add that for us. It is a return to our source of joy. It's a return to Jesus. I believe this is the only way we can find true delight and satisfaction, and I believe the process is the same for all of us, whether we are feeling the happiness and joy of the season or not, whether we are buried in discouragement or everything is going our way, none of us can conjure, a, conjure an unending supply of feel-good happiness all the time, no matter how optimistic and positive our natural dispositions are. Sooner or later, We'll all have one of those days or weeks or years. And in reality, we all have them way more often now than we would like. That's where the re comes in. That's where we must return regularly, daily, and constantly to Jesus, our source of joy. So rejoicing is a process of restoring our strength and renewing our spirits. It's connecting with our Savior, and it is the process that Apostle James's words make sense when he encouraged us. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let's let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. Sometimes that's the last thing we want to hear when we're hurting, though. Joy can feel so far away when we're grieving and depressed or afraid as our pain and problems loom. But let me encourage you that James isn't necessarily saying be happy about our trials and problems. He's saying we can find joy in them. And when we see the bigger picture beyond them, the bigger picture that God is working for the good in every situation. That bigger picture starts out as our source in Jesus. In the difficult times, there is much encouragement to be found in the rejoices of the Psalms. Psalm 13 is a great example. And it began, How long, Lord, will, I for How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? And it ends with the reminder and declaration. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation.
It's just one of many similar examples. The Psalms are an honest and raw as the writers pour out their feelings in these prayer-like poems and songs. Then we see the transition through the process of remembering and stirring themselves to rejoice and find strength in and from God. This is where and how we find authentic joy. This is how we can celebrate in the season as we remember and return to Jesus, who is come to be with us and to give us joy. So let's rediscover Christmas this year by embracing joy, no matter what we're going through. Let's remember each day the source of our joy, and let's seek our happiness, not in the seasonal trappings and traditions around us, but in returning constantly to our source of joy. Let's choose to continue the process of rejoicing, despite the pain and challenges we are facing. Let's heed the good news of the angels that will bring great joy to all of us. A Savior has been born, our Messiah, the Lord, and He will carry us through and complete His work in us, no matter what. Now go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for the gift. Thank you that you sent Jesus to save us from our past, present, and future sins. I know he's coming again soon. We thank you for all that you do for us. And those of us that are still struggling to find the peace or the joy or the hope that we've talked about over the last few weeks that they find Christ through this message and that they find the truth, that they understand that no matter what they're going through, if Christ is in them and they believe it, things will get better. We can find that joy in the midst of our troubles and our uncertainties. We can rediscover Christmas because of your unfailing love and promises to us. We thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. We at Seeking Hope in Christ Ministries would like to thank you for tuning in this week. As uh, each week we are going through a series called Rediscovering Christmas. And of course, this message this week presented to you by Pastor Jamie was finding joy in our discouragements. We hope again that you join us next week as we continue with a message entitled Finding Love in Our Differences. As we continue to celebrate this season of Advent, Rediscovering Christmas.